0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, B.J. Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. And today, I've got a guy, the Southeast Territory Manager for Redexum, Jed Browder. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are
0: you? I appreciate you jumping on. How's everything with you?
1: Uh, it's going good today.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You, I, we talked before we came on. I appreciate uh, your support for the podcast. But tell tell me a little bit about how that's kind of uh, fitting your role. How How have you absorbed the podcast?
1: Uh, it's been it's been very informational. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, about uh, the 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 turf managers and superintendents there in in, in Middle Tennessee. Um that was really the the kind of the mindset of after the first couple of podcasts oh these, these, this is something this is an avenue I yeah. can listen to as I'm driving because I, I do a lot of that uh, to learn more about those guys uh, in the middle Tennessee area and because uh, frankly that's been a tough it's been a tough area to to get to uh business wise and yeah. uh, I'm just I'm just looking for any sort of edge that would help me do that and I think that this podcast would would uh, help with
0: that. Well, I, I you know that's the purpose of the podcast is to is um, you know I, I have a, a sort of a root in Middle Tennessee. I've been in Middle Tennessee basically my whole career, and I've gotten to know a lot of guys, and that kind of gave me an end to start this whole thing. and 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 it, and it was a and it started out as kind of this whole interview based get to know people. Cause the guys in our industry just don't get to talk a lot. They don't have, but everybody has a story. Everybody has something to share or tell. There's their career path can define somebody else or help somebody else. So I started out doing that and, and um, you know, it's just kind of taken off from there and, and I've, not stayed specific to golf, which I'm glad because I didn't really want to be tied to just that. But, you know, I'm just guys like yourself who I've never gotten really the opportunity to kind of talk much with or speak with. Um, you know, this this is a cool place to do that. And uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, being able to tell your story and talk about some of the things that's uh, going on in your world.
1: Yeah, yeah, look, looking forward to
0: it. Is there one podcast in particular that uh, sort of pulled you in or uh, that you that stands out to you that you've listened to?
1: Well, well, I guess the one that pulled me in would have been uh, your number one, Chris Fondren, because um, I know him. I went to school with him, yeah. uh, along with uh, Ryan Story, another one you've had on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then just once I heard uh, what you were doing in that first one, I, I just knew right then that that's uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into this uh, when I can, yeah. uh, just to kind of kind of keep tabs on that area because I'm I'm not always there, so. Yeah. Uh, and then just you know you you trying to get information out to other people that uh, you know wouldn't wouldn't would normally get to hear yeah. so uh, uh, it's been beneficial in that way.
0: Yeah, that that's one of the cool things that I've sort of fallen into as well is is like the guys that come on. I haven't had any girls yet. I hope so at some mm-hmm. point. But um, you know it it it's like even if they don't know each other that well or they do know each other well, they learn a little bit more about them than they maybe even. New, like Chris and Ryan may know each Mm -hmm. other, and you guys may all know each other, but you might have picked up something you didn't even really know about them. And and that's what's cool about it. And then you have this sort of, I don't, I call it a bond. I don't know what it is, but you know, it's like you run into each other and say, Well, I heard your stuff on the podcast. That was pretty cool, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm gaining a little momentum. It's take, I mean, I'm up to about 60 something episodes. So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's taken a while, but that's cool. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to see where this thing goes, but, uh, you know, it's um, it is fun to sit down and talk to the people that would normally not get a voice or be behind the scenes yeah. or whatever. And our industry is kind of unique. And and you know, I would say that probably only about uh, I, I don't know the, I, I wish I knew exact percentages, and I probably should do better about this. But you know, there's probably still only a handful of us in our industry that kind of grasp hold of technology as much as they yeah. do. And this is yeah. a new avenue that they're still kind of trying to figure out and navigate through because it's a great way to get information and you can absorb sure. it when you want to. It's kind of like on-demand stuff. So,
1: cause yeah, this, exactly. cause you know,
0: right here, this is just me and you talking and it's not really right. live until we go live. And then I think that's, what's cool about it is, you know, we can kind of have a conversation in a long form format and, and, um, really get, uh, you know, dive into some really cool topics that's right yeah yeah well tell me uh kind of so you're the southeast territory manager so tell me kind of what that encompasses what how what what all you got going on right now and then we'll back up Mm -hmm. and kind of tell and we'll kind of have you sort of tell your story of how you ended up uh there so kind of talk about what you're doing right now
2: okay
1: so what i'm doing right now obviously it's not a whole lot the the virus (laughs) has kind of got us uh pinned down yeah uh um, you know, I think right now they're starting to, to open some things back up. Um, but for us, you know, what we sell, you know, is very specific and, uh, you know, all of our equipment, um, kind of serves a need. And unfortunately, you know, people are looking, you know, we're, we're kind of the second and third, um, uh, you know, thing to get, you know, people, the, you, your mowers, your sprayers, your carts, you know, that's what people are getting first and foremost. And then you know what what they got left is when they tend to start looking for 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 vertidrains or dressers or verticutters but yeah. uh, so right now it's it's just been uh just you know mostly courtesy calls i mean it's, hey how you doing how's the family um, um and just kind of talking talking shop what's what's been struggles on the the turf manager or the superintendent side yep um and just kind of doing that not not really trying to sell anything, but trying to sell something, I mean, it's, it's hard. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but in, 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 kind of an everyday thing, you know, as if the the virus wasn't here, you know, I travel a few days a week, I cover five States in the Southeast and, uh, which is, which is a huge area. Um, but, uh, but basically just, uh, you know, a visit with superintendents and other turf managers, sod farmers, uh, you know, sports field contractors and uh you know, just try to listen to them, hear them out and kind of see uh, see where the need is. Um uh, you know, demonstrate where where needed. Yep. Um, um and just to, just to get the product out there. I mean, everybody just about everybody I've come in contact with has heard of the Vertidrain but very few people know the name Redexum and is actually the the manufacturer of, of the vertigrade Right. And, uh, so I'm just trying to, uh, uh, just get the name out there. So, uh, and associate the name with, with, with good quality equipment that lasts a long time. Um, and, uh, and just, just kind of be a, a fixture in the, in the, in the industry as, uh, you know, a quality person to, to talk with, uh, when, once you come across some, some some issues with uh, maybe some drainage or thatch or uh, um, you know, things along those lines that just mowers and, and sprayers just don't take care of.
0: Sure. So Redexum, I mean, I know a little bit about the company um, mm-hmm. as a whole. They are uh, – you all sell mainly specialty-type equipment, um, like you're talking about the Drain. Right. You know, yeah. you're not talking about you, – you, as far as I know, you guys don't sell just what – you know, sports turf or golf course was used as kinda of like everyday equipment. Is that is mm-hmm. that kind of accurate?
1: So well, it just depends. Yeah. Uh but I mean so so the vertidain is kind of our bread and butter. And sure then cedars, over seeders, seed seed drills or slit seeders, yep. um, um root pruners or the vertiquake, uh phrase mowers, uh sweepers, oh, so Y'all got
0: a lot um, y'all got quite a bit of yeah. stuff that's kind we, of –
1: yeah, we've got over 130 130 pieces of equipment for uh, through our Redexum and Black Line um, for for the the golf course, uh, sports turf, um, sod farmer, uh, even even a full line of synthetic turf maintenance equipment as well. Yeah. Um. So, and that's what majority of people don't don't know about what all that we have. Right. Um. And really, just just word of mouth and, and and getting out there is the only way that that's going to change.
0: And and how do you how do you sort of get in front of somebody? Does, does it usually be from uh, somebody hearing about something you've got, or do you just kind of make cold calls? How do how does your what's a typical day for you like in terms? You cover five states. That's got to be pretty tough at times. I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Starting out, um, you know, the first year was, was atrocious, uh, like with any sales and trying to develop a territory of this big, you just got to pick a kind of pick a lane and choose and, and go with it. Yep. But yeah, I, I mean, at first I didn't know a lot of people. Um, you know, I knew some just cause I'd, I'd worked in the industry and I'd, I'd, I'd go to them first. And, and then if I didn't know a person, I mean, you know, nowadays nobody answers the phone. So, <laughs> so knowing that i'm just i'm just gonna walk you know basically cold call and just basically hey you know i'm just just you know this is what i do um and and just kind of swap contact information and then the next time i'm in there i'm gonna call them or text them or or email whatever whatever mode of communication they want to do because i i yeah superintendent time is is very uh uh, important to them um and i know that and uh and i just want to respect that sure so so i so first time around i'll cold call just anybody that i can get into and then the second time around yeah i'm, I'm calling and trying to make appointments uh when i'm in the area
0: yeah how often do you do demos or, or get asked to do demos
1: Uh, I asked to all the time, but there comes a fine line of, of, am I demoing just a demo (laughs) Uh, or am I, or, or, or do you have a good, uh, you got a good shot of, of making this purchase and you've got the need for it. Um, you know, there's sometimes if I'm in an area, yeah, I'll demo just a demo, but, uh, but, but there's a lot of work on the front end to make sure, because I mean, demoing machines cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, by the time you, you, you know, cause I've got a little storage unit down here in Birmingham. I keep some equipment, a tractor uh, and a trailer and, and some equipment, but if I don't have it, I got to go to St. Louis, Missouri to get it. Yeah. And, um, so I, I've got to be very selective on the ones that, uh, uh the ones that just want to see it versus the ones that, that, that have the need and have the budget for it. But, uh, um, But, uh, you know, I do just about anything, any anything I can just to help someone out yeah. uh, as long as it makes sense. Because, again, it, it, it can get very costly very quick.
0: Yeah. I know at these times that we're in right now is kind of crazy. And like you were talking about, it's yeah. kind of difficult to some places are not even open or they're starting to open back up. You know, schools are closed. They're doing you know, they're able to kind of do things in-house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So how is it that you've kind of adjusted? What is, what is it that, um, you know, being selling such a, a unique, not unique, but like a, mm-hmm. a product that's more specific to certain, uh, instances and, 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 practices, how is that, how is this part of it really changed for you in terms of getting in front of people doing things that, um, you know, normally in a normal year would be a little bit different.
1: Yeah, yeah. It I I'm still kind of adjusting. because um, school systems right now I think are still pretty much shut down. I don't even think you can get on 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 campuses really. Um, uh, and uh, I think it's really gonna bring in the the, the being smart with making appointments uh, ahead of time. Yeah. because uh, you know some of the guys. Uh you know, even, even a cold call, you know, they've got the excuse to push you, push you away. Hey, you're not even supposed to be here and not even get the chance to ask, Hey, well, here's my card. Can I have yours? I think, you know, that that's, 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 uh, that's going to be tough to overcome right now. But, uh, but yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, mainly phone calls and emails and just, uh, you know, kind of cast the net, um, that way for the time being until, until things kind of open back up. Yeah. But, um, uh, I don't know. I'm still learning, um, how to, uh, how to, how to do business, how people want to do business, yeah. uh, right now. Cause I mean, I don't want to walk in somewhere there. Somebody might've been exposed <laughs> and I know, uh, if I was in, in their shoes, I wouldn't want somebody that, that's uh, that I don't know where they've been walking sure. in the door. So,
0: I do, I do think, and I've talked about this a lot. I do think that we're going to, if uh, one, I got a couple points about. It. One, I think superintendents in general, but turf managers, and you know, also greatly a bit, uh, have have the great ability to adapt to kind of yeah. different things. We've already seen that where golf has kind of been the stable of things and what what's going on and being able to stay open and provide an outlet. But it's just like how superintendents change and do things, but. I say that to say that I think there's going to be a lot of changes in how we do business, whether it's in your field or my field or whatever we're doing. And I don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, this is going to, this, this type of interaction is going to be more favorable between, you know, Zooms and FaceTimes and things like that. Um, It's a, it's really cool for the podcast because it's allowed me to kind of get to people that I wouldn't normally have a tough time sitting down in front of, but like for you, it's like this, this might be ways to do demos from a distance or, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and because you're right, I mean, let's face it, superintendents and sports turf managers are busy one, but they, they're kind of, I mean, I, I'm not calling anybody out, but they're, you know, impersonable yeah. a lot of times. They mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, they don't want to be bothered. They got things they got to do. They're dealing with right. their own issues with their own stuff. And so it's hard to, you know, sit there and, you know, take a, um, you know, an appointment for something they may not even – need or want mm-hmm. or can't afford, you know. So
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I sympathize with that. I don't know, you know, I, I I think I think at some point it's gonna be critical for all of us or at least a majority of us to kind of talk about how this thing's gonna look down the road mm-hmm. because um, you know, things are gonna change and drastically be different. Although, you know, we can't stop mowing the grass, we can't stop taking care of it. We can't stop doing right. the necessary things but it's how we interact and do all the things. I still ain't figured all yeah. that out yet. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, have seen a lot of it kind of happen already, like, uh, before this with YouTube on um, yeah. people looking at different equipment, um, on, on the internet. And, uh, and I just ask that, uh, folks kind of be aware of that. Um, because what, what you're going to see on, on YouTube videos is, uh, kind of the equipment in the best case scenario. It's yeah. almost like when you're looking, when you're looking for a, for a house to buy, you know, they're taking the best of best pictures in the right angles, in the right light. Yep. And you're like, wow, this is a nice house. And then you get there and you're like, wow, this, this isn't quite what I envisioned it to be. And, uh, and, and people, uh, do that with equipment too. Yeah. Um, I've heard people, um, some, some guys talk about other pieces of equipment and, um, and 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 saying how it works and i've actually seen that piece of equipment and and um i was like yeah you know it's it's good to maybe uh kind of get a feel for the equipment but please don't make any 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 uh decisions based off of, of just videos without getting you know without getting some some good informed information yeah. um uh, because you know you know for instance we've got we've got we've got 14 different models of the vertidrain, you know, and, and they're all, and while we got so many is they're all, they all kind of serve an application. Sure. And, uh, if, if somebody sees one running in one area and say, Ooh, that's the one for me. And then they get it. And then, and then, but they're running a kind of a little bit of a different application. Yeah. Well, then it didn't work for them. Well, then that can be, that can be a pretty costly error there. Yeah. And, um, I'm not saying anybody would do that, but, but, uh, I hear, I, I do hear a lot of people just kind of talk, just because some videos that they've seen have been impressive, yeah. and uh, and and yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll say yeah, there there are some uh, some impressive videos on stuff out there, but just uh, do the due diligence and the homework uh, on on this stuff because. Uh, if anybody's in the market for any of these things, they, they know how expensive this stuff is and, and making sure they get the right one for their application is, uh, is paramount for yeah. that machine to last. So,
0: Describe a little bit, if you can, what it, uh, the Vertidrain is and sort of what its mm-hmm. unique qualities about it and how it could help yeah. somebody.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, the vertedrine, it's just simply, uh, the, the original deep tine, um, air fire out there. There's, there's a couple more out there now. Yep. Um, but, but what ours has is that patented parallelogram kick action. So basically what that means, even though you set this machine for the tine to go straight down into the ground, it, it's going to go straight down. And I want to say at full, at full length, um, you know, I guess when you're talking about an engine top dead center, is when those pistons get their full, their most lengthy spot before they retract. I guess at full stroke, I guess is what I'm looking to say. Sure. At full stroke, it, it, it the tip of the tine is going to kick. And basically, what that's doing is decompacting in between the holes um, as, as well as, as uh, moving forward. Um, and then also you can you can angle the tine so that the up to 15 degrees, I believe, um, to get more of a pitchfork action. Gotcha. Um, if if you're looking to do a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, um, uh, get some drainage qualities as to uh, as to you're, you're just going to lift the turf up a little more. Yeah. I don't see very many people doing that, especially on the golf, the golf side of things. Yeah. But I can see in certain instances that could be helpful on the, the sports turf, but, um, you know, but then, you know, I guess one, one thing that, uh, you know, may paint a, a bad picture or has a bad reputation with the verdure is, is some contractors out there. Just, they, yeah, people think you got to have a big tractor, um, for this machine. And, uh, I mean, we've got, we've got a couple of machines that you can run with 25, 27 horsepower tractor and, and get 10, 12 inches on it. Yeah. And, um, um, and there's some, there's a little bit of maintenance to the machines. Once, once you get some, some hours on them, a couple of years, there's some, some wear items that need to be repaired, uh, or replaced so that you maintain that whole quality. And, um, one second. Hey. And so, uh, uh, and so there's just, there's just some things. Cause again, it's, it's something that you don't use every day. Uh, you know, so if a superintendent has one he may only use it four or five times a year and, um, you know, there's going to be some times where something didn't work quite right. Um, you know, I need somebody to talk to and that's kind of what in years past we might not have had, but now, uh, we've been better with that, with, with a few more people in, in different areas.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this because I've always had this idea like of co-oping equipment with either mm-hmm. golf courses, Maybe four or five guys pairing Mm -hmm. up and buying a particular piece and rotating Mm -hmm. it around. Do you see Mm -hmm. that a lot? I know that there's like some there's starting to be uh, some companies that are buying this type of equipment and specializing, and then they'll just come into each facility and do it for you, Mm -hmm. and you just contract Mm -hmm. that out. So I see that is is like kind of where you you fit in more so than maybe Mm -hmm. selling it. I'm sure the high-end yep. golf courses would lo- love to have their own pieces of equipment and right, do it all right. in-house. But talk a little bit about that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, there's there's some uh, there's some folks in Memphis that one guy's got one and he loans it. Which in in one aspect, it, it it's kind of it hurts because I I might miss some sales. I might not. I don't know. But yeah. but if it helps the industry, then I'm all for that. Uh, you know, the guy's got a Vertidrain, drain and he loans a tractor and the the drain to, to, to the courses there in Memphis. And, um, um, and so, so that's worked well over there, I guess. Um, you know, and, um, but, uh, you know, we're not so much set up, you know, cause again, I work for the manufacturer and we're not, we're just not set up to, to, to rent equipment. Um, you know, cause when you rent stuff, you got a lot of deliveries sure. that, that, that's going to occur you got maintenance and repairs that are going to occur and we're just not set up for that um the best thing is to you know I just try to find some some contractors um you know I know right there in Nashville Pure Green has been a good contractor for us it's got a couple of our stuff that, yep. um uh, that could work but uh um and then I, there's a, there's a company in Atlanta that uh um that would buy and then rent you know it's just another company uh, local in Atlanta that, uh, would, would rent some equipment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, the bigger cities, it's a little bit easier for that. But once you get in the, the smaller towns in Alabama and, and, and Mississippi, Louisiana, it's, it's hard to find, you know, those, those guys that really need it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's hard to get those guys, the equipment. Sure. Um, but, uh, however we, we, you know, you adapt and overcome, you know, so, just figure it out
0: yeah do you uh do y'all sell through a distributor or do you direct to consumer
1: uh well in the east coast uh so you got florida and then on up the side of the east and then out west forget where the exact line is i think once you get past kansas uh and, and new mexico and and the the far west of uh, the country we've we've got guys selling to dealers uh, and then they distribute to the end user the central part of the country we just we just do it ourselves gotcha. um, that's worked uh, best for us over the years I think I think uh, you know 15 years ago that it was all mainly distributor sales yeah um, and then uh, and then slowly but surely just you know as the the markets have have gotten stronger weaker they've adapted to Let's just try to do it ourselves yep. uh, in the central part of the country, and and that's worked. Yeah. Um, I think really for the customer because you get somebody that's specialized in the equipment. Right. Um, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Toro, John Deere, Salesman, Jacobson. I mean, they can only know so much about equipment. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's 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 this is an area where we 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 specialize in. We do it every day. You know, uh, and we know the adjustments to make to get what you want on any particular piece of equipment. So, yeah, uh, we just feel like we can get some uh, a little bit better product support uh, in, in the in the areas where we can do it ourselves. But but then again, we can't you know we can't be stretched all over the country right uh, doing this. So it just doesn't make sense uh, logistically. But um, so that's kind of the model we followed the past uh, past decade. Um, so we'll see where that leads us. Right.
0: What, talk a little bit about the service side of it. How do you service the the customers that you have and and if they need things or, or, um, if you're, if somebody's looking to do this, what would, what would their questions be about service?
1: Yeah. As far as service goes, I mean, parts, we've got parts in stock. I mean, the last, ever since I've been with a company, we've had like a 95, 96, uh, parts fill rate. Um, so basically that, you know, 95% of the time you call, we're going to have a part to send to you, whether that be overnight or or regular shipping, um, on the service side, you know, most of the places we are, um, we're working with are, you know, have mechanics. So once you, once you get out of the warranty period, um, you know, most of the stuff is mechanical. You can see what's wrong and, and, and you can fix it. Um, so, so really, um, the service side is, you know, if it's a catastrophic event, you know, we'll work it out right? And, and we'll get, you know, if we, if need be, we'll, we'll get that machine back up in St. Louis, which is where our North American operation is right? and and we'll get that done. Uh, but, but frankly, just hadn't had a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, service issues, um, that, that, that most people can't fix right. um, just because it's all mechanical, very few electrical and hydraulic things on our, on our uh, machines. Right. So, so fairly simple repair if, if there needs to be a repair.
0: Well, that's all, that's a good uh, yeah. point yeah. to, you know, when you always talk about equipment, man, services, mm-hmm. they're like the first go-to question. Absolutely. After, after you fall in love with the equipment, then you want to say, okay, how, how can I, if something happens, what can I do? You know, get it. But, yeah. You know, I've, I've seen, I've been around a few pieces of you guys equipment and and mm-hmm. for the most part i I would say that it's it seems like if something went wrong or if uh if you had an issue, it wouldn't be that big of a issue to repair yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and that's something we've we've got some guys uh qualified in the area where if it's something somebody can't do um you know we'll find uh, most of the times uh the golf course mechanic you know maybe maybe he's got a side gig or something we we'll yeah. work a deal with him um and, and and get it done that way but uh it just you know the, getting something repaired hasn't been hasn't been an issue um uh, for us yeah. uh so far so yeah.
0: do you, is all the vertidrains pto driven or do you have any that are like walk behinds or anything yeah
1: all all the drains are pto driven we do have some you know uh, level spike is a is a tow behind version that gotcha. you just you, you know you can put behind a tractor. Uh, and then we've got, uh, um, uh, you know, vertiquake. I mean, we've got all kinds of soil decompaction machines um, that you can think of. If you got compacted soil, all right, well, you know, I've got four or five questions I can ask you, and, and we'll 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 arrive uh, at an answer that way. Yep. That that's that's best for you for right now and for the years to come.
0: Yep. So. Um, well, cool. Well, I, um, I, we sort of flipped this podcast around and started out with where you're doing now, but let's back up a little bit and let's talk about you and how you kind of got in the industry and, and how you, how this all kind of came to be and where you, and now how you ended up at Redexum. So start from the beginning, tell me, cause I, I don't know that, a ton about you. We yeah. talked a little bit before, but sort of, um, tell me how you got started and, um, your career path along the way.
1: Yeah. So, so I grew up playing sports, uh, uh, you know from Jackson Mississippi and um, I think uh, unconsciously uh, I played baseball in in high school and kind of kind of liked uh, we maintained the field the, the baseball field there um, yeah. ourselves and uh, and we have one of the better fields in in the state there and um, so it took some pride in that and uh, um, and then uh, come graduation is you know I'm going to Mississippi State I just don't know what I'm gonna do yet and dad and granddad were electricians. So I thought, okay, well, I've, I've spent a lot of time in construction. Uh, let's look, at, let's look at engineering. And then I find that, uh, oh, shoot, you gotta have, uh, four physics classes, four calculus <laughs> classes. It's like, man, I, yeah, I kind of want to have fun at, at, in college and, um, and not to say that those guys didn't, but I, I, I wasn't very strong in those areas. And, uh, I thought, well, let me just keep flipping the the page and the, and the bulletin of all the, um, you know, the, the, the majors to, to do. And, and I came across golf and sports turf grass management. I was like, all right, now that's something, that's something, looked at the curriculum, that's something I can do. And then, and then find out, you know, you've got some hard classes in those courses too, fertilizers sure. and soils and, and, and organic chemistry and, and, and some, some landscape architecture classes. I mean, those weren't easy, but, uh, Anyways, got done with that and and started at the country club Birmingham as an assistant and you know showed up there like everybody else that graduates college, uh, first day on their first job, uh, their big boy job and and then you find out how much you don't know <laughs> and yeah, sure. uh, and then and then after about three years there, you know I was I was involved with some uh, uh, some some golf course renovations there, um, some extensive ones and. Uh, a lot of with with irrigation uh, installation and, and, and greens and tea and fairway renovation, uh, uh, expanding some water holding capabilities through uh, you know making some 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 lakes bigger. Sure. Um. And then and then unconsciously there kind of kind of grew to appreciate large equipment. And uh and then and then you know after three years there just grew to uh, man I'm not sure if this is what I want to do. I like the work. Um, I just didn't like the politics of of what superintendents had to to deal with. And I know that's Say that louder for
0: the people in the back, please.
1: That's that's part of and that's part of the job and I and I knew that and I know that's that's not something I'm good at, nor do that's just something I can't fake. And yeah. uh and I knew I am probably not gonna be the best at that. So let me while I'm still kinda young, let's 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 uh let's explore a little bit and 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 move back home to Jackson just working on a uh on a crew on a crew at a golf course at, at annandale Golf Club. I knew those guys fairly well and, and after about ten months there, uh I landed at uh Stribling Equipment, which is a John Deere construction and forestry. Uh, dealer and, and work there and, um, and landed in the service department there and, um, and dealt with a lot of, you know, when somebody brings in their dozer, there's, there's not a happy day in a service manager or service management role, uh, in a, in a company like that, because they're losing money out there in a the field. And then they're about to pay you a lot of money to have their machine repaired. So yeah, no doubt. daily, you know, phone calls, people showing up, nobody was ever happy there and uh, um but uh but it was satisfying getting somebody back up and going and, and 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 getting them on their way to for so that they could make money um and learned a lot about mechanics there uh whether it be hydraulics or electronics um those machines are, are getting fairly sophisticated for sure um and um so did that for, for, uh, five years, I, you know, I did move to Little Rock with the company. And then uh, after about five years, it kind of got stagnant a little bit, uh, and, and kind of got bored with it. And I was, you know, went from being on a golf course outside all day, every day to kind of, it settled into being inside behind a computer for 10 hours a day. Yeah. And, and it was, so, uh, I was like, mm, man, this is starting to get tough. And, And I'd uh, my boss now, uh, Paul Hollis. I'd kept in contact for him. At this point, I'd known him like seven or eight years prior, and we just kept in contact through email. And lo and behold, uh, sent an email one day, hey, we got a spot open in Memphis, Jackson, Birmingham. Would would you be interested? Yeah, let's talk. And uh, and that's kind of how I got started. Yeah, you know, for all those guys uh, new to sales, that first year, year and a half is going to be tough um real tough and uh but i just stuck with it and and just tried to figure out how to do it um and uh i don't i wouldn't say that i have any kind of special things other than just the the will to win and 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 figure it out and then uh persistence you know i guess probably all all good traits that superintendents have uh just the the adaptability um and then go with the flow, and, and and knowing there are going to be some bad days, but uh, uh, but but just to overcome, adapt, and overcome. Yeah. Um, you know, listen to podcasts to get get that side. Uh, there you go. I am um, um, going. That's that's how we got connected, and um, read books and, and just any way I gain an edge, uh, just to be better for the customer, the end yeah. user. Yeah. Um. You know, because let's face it, we're you know we're we're turf managers. We're not going to be. We're not going to become millionaires uh, in this industry. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just looking to, uh, you know, to just to be a, a, a consistent, um, uh, salesperson in the area that, uh, when they call me, they know they're going to get a straight answer. Not just, uh, sure. not just, just somebody just trying to sell them something. You yeah. know, I'm trying to find customers for life. Uh, not just, uh, not just one sale. So, uh, um, so that's kind of how I arrived here. Yeah. Um, and, and now been with a company since 20, 2016. So, uh, so it's been, it's been, it's been a fun ride so far. Um, and, and kind of look forward to the future yeah. and getting to know more people. So.
0: I think the, I think you hit on something that I'd like to dive in a little bit is like the importance yeah. of selling is, is kind of the fabric of, you know what's important in the world of how how to get one uh, relationships with people, two how you mm-hmm. interact with other individuals and and people, and and you know it's it's probably uh, single handedly probably one of the quickest ways to financial you know stability if you're really mm-hmm. good at it. I mean, some people that just aren't. You know, they they go and work a nine to five, or they go work for somebody, and they don't have really anything to answer to. So, what do you do to kind of can you know strengthen your selling techniques, or if you, or is it just more about being an in you know uh, personable, being liked? Uh, you know, not everybody wants to be liked or can be liked, yeah. but you know, it's just you know, there's so many things that I see happening where, you know, you separate yourself out from, you know, another individual, because for me, it was always about the person I was talking to. I was buying mm-hmm. from, I, I, I cared yeah. more about them. They cared more about me. It wasn't really necessarily the product they were selling. They were all going to solve a problem for me. It was mm-hmm. just, who did mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think that's the cool thing about selling is, you know, one, it solves a problem, but two is it like, how, do how do you, how do you get, you know, how, you know, the more money you make, the more hands you shake kind of thing, the more hands you shake, yeah. the more money you make kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, what are you, what are you kind of doing, um, to kind of improve that? What are some things you could give maybe, uh, someone who's kind of just starting out as a salesman and some of the things you can fall back on?
1: Yeah. Well, first, you know, I'm I'm, I have an introverted personality. I'm i I'm, I'm by no means an extrovert. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm a quiet person um, and uh, you know uh, as, as far as selling uh, I've, I've learned a few things there's just some people you're not gonna sell to no matter what you got uh, and and you just as a salesman have to respect that understand that and and not you know not have any beef on that person about yeah. it but just some people aren't going to buy from you no matter what. And you just, uh, you accept that move on. And you just, you know, for me, it's being a salesperson for Dexham's easy because of the equipment, you know, if you can find, if you can just have the skill to find the person with the need and, and, and the budget, um, and you can do a demo. I mean, the, the demonstration is, is going to, uh, is gonna sell itself i mean i'll probably talk the least on a demo i just you know hey what do you want to do what are you looking for and then we do it yeah um and then you know but and i um you know i people you know most people they're gonna buy from 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 those that they, they know like and trust and um Um, and, and some people are going to get along with other people's more so than others. Yep. And, uh, so knowing that that's, it's kind of a psychology game. Um, so, so just, uh, you know, um, reading books, just, just expanding my knowledge on how the brain works in, in terms of personalities. Right. Um, and, uh, I haven't finished those books just because that's, it's just hard to sit down and read a, a 600 page book on psychology. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, there are just some small things that you pick up and then, uh, and then podcasts. I, I drive a lot. So I listen to a lot of podcasts um, and, uh, and I learn a lot from those. And, and it's funny that uh, most of those podcasts, all the content is, is the same. They're the same concepts. Yep. And, um, and it's really, it's really the, the main concept is, is, is you're, you're just out there trying to help someone. Um, and, uh, that's, that's what uh, a salesman does. You know, what you've got, you're on a mission to find the people who have the problem right. that you have the answer for. Right. And, um, and, 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 and then finding the way, uh, that relates to that, the end user to, uh, to make them feel good about you, about the company and about the product that, uh, you know, that it's going to work. It's going to work today. It's going to work tomorrow and and years from now they can call you and get parts for. Um, and, uh, but, but as for the new person, uh, you know, getting into the industry, uh, you know, golf course superintendents are the hardest folks to to crack, even if you know, right. And, um, you know, and, and I get it because I, when I was working on a golf course, I had this guy show up, and uh, he was selling a chemical for for pythium, and uh, you know, I was like, okay, so you obviously don't know what 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 you're dealing with. It's you know, if you can't pronounce you can't pronounce the disease correctly, so you know, and and um, so you know, I get it. Business, they're just to uh, put anybody in a truck to go sell something. Yeah, you know, sales is a numbers game. Um, but, uh, um, just, uh, you know, me personally just try to be strategic at it, um, and just kind of stay, uh, somewhat in my lane and, and, and kind of deal with the people that, that meets my personality the most. Uh, and then just try to try to, uh, you know, um, adjust, um, to, to other guys that, uh, different personalities and it's tough, but, um, but you know, it's possible. It's definitely yeah. possible. So.
0: What would you say is the biggest challenge you face?
1: Uh, the biggest challenge I face is uh, really it's budgets, um, and and figuring out how to overcome that. Yeah. And um, that's that's the biggest one. And then and then second is uh, well, you know, once you get past the rain, they don't know that Redexa makes anything else. Yeah and, and kind of, Hey, we've, we've got a lot of other equipment over here. That's good too. So let's, let's, let's look at that. And, um, um, and those are probably the, the, the two biggest, uh, uh, things to, uh, to, to overcome yeah. and, um, uh, just go to work every day and, uh, you know, just kind of, just keep working really. And, yeah. and, and you get past those things. So,
0: I will say I sympathize with you because mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that, and I touched on it a little bit before we even recorded that I want to talk about is I mm-hmm. think sometimes superintendents get stuck in a rut, especially superintendents because I can speak, I was one, yeah. but are still am, but um, you know in sports turf, but we get doing the same thing, and so mm-hmm. we don't necessarily hear about a particular product that might help us in a better way or we're just blinded by everything else that's out there unless mm-hmm. it's one of the big three, you know, Toro Jacobson, John Deere. Yeah. And so Redexum and all these other equipment companies are fighting for some market share, And but they are mm-hmm. but they really got something that may solve a problem that those other three might not be able to. And so yeah. um, it's very difficult to kind of open your mind to that and you think, well, I can just do it a different way. Or, and, and this is probably where it comes in more, is like, they superintendents make their budgets and you know and they they don't think about necessarily the future or what equipment needs they Mm -hmm. need it's always about what's coming up or whatever and so you get you get in a situation where i would really like that piece of equipment but i don't have any money to pay for it and so they have to plan for it and then Mm -hmm. guess what happens when you plan for something well something happens and comes up and they say what are you going to cut I'm going to cut the drain because yeah. I can't, Exactly. You know? so all this stuff starts snowballing and stuff. And, and that's where, you know, it becomes very difficult. I would say for you to try to figure out how to fit into that. Cause I, I'll tell you a specific example, not to uh, mention a, um, maybe a, uh, another manufacturer, but, um, I was real, I was real fond of the Baroness greens mowers. I don't know if you're familiar with Baroness. As a, yeah, I've as, heard of the name. And they're, they're, um, and we were taking care of, um, ultra dwarf greens. And so I came across these and and I, and I just fell in love with the way they were put together, how they would maintain, but, but nobody had them. And I ended up buying a couple of them, but they were, they were a remarkable product for what I was specifically trying to do that changed the way I was doing it. But Mm -hmm. it just, it just felt like that, um, you know, I couldn't get, Many momentum, or that company couldn't get enough momentum to break into the market share to get past the three that are, you know, sort of dominating. And that's just, that's just hard. And they had a superior product, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They had a superior Mm -hmm. product. And, you know, I was using them and, you know, I I did my part, but I just, I didn't see how they, and I would talk to people about them and say, hey, these are really good pieces of equipment, you know, walk mowers, and they would do good dethatching and things like that. But, um, so I feel you, I, I could, I could sort of, I, I'm sort of landing the plane on all this, but I see how you're kind of, you know, that can be, you know, an intricate sort of difficult challenge, um, dealing with what you're dealing with.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. Cause I want to say bareness. That's a European, is that a European manufacturer?
0: Uh, I believe it's Japanese or okay. uh, it's, it's Asian. I don't know if it's Japanese. Okay. I don't want to misspeak, but it's, it is, um, um a, I believe it's a Japanese company.
1: Yeah. And, and I think one of your, uh, one of your last guys on a podcast, uh, who's a friendly competitor of mine and, and he hit the nail on the head. The, the Europeans, they're, they're a little bit ahead, uh, of us in manufacturing specialized turf equipment. Right. Um, you know, it, just the heavy dutiness, uh, and, and, uh, the, the robustness of the equipment versus you take something made in the USA. Yeah. Um, it's just night and day, uh, difference. Yeah. Um, unfortunately but that's but it's true
0: yeah are y'all set so, up are you set up or have you done where a club or sports turf facility or wherever maybe is involved in lease packages can you piggyback on to say a Toro lease package and, and and bring your equipment in or do you have to do that separately
1: no absolutely we can do that that's uh, that's you know I've done a couple of pieces that way yeah. um, it's just you being the, the superintendent. Um, you know, you just have to tell who, who, whatever the, the mower salesman you have, you yeah. just said, Hey, this is, this is what I want. Um, I want to get this in the package and most of the times it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, in fact, I haven't ran into a problem yet with it, but one thing that's different now is, is we finally partnered, partnered up with a couple of, uh, uh, of financing institutions and, uh, and we offer financing now too, where in the past we, we didn't right um but uh but yeah going through going through a uh a, one of the big three mower dealers uh is is not a problem yeah um you just got to uh you just got to tell that salesman this is this is what you want right um and 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 that's how it works
0: yeah <laughs> i was i was i've done i did three leases at Brentwood i can't remember what i think but mm-hmm. i and and i think the last one was kind of a mixture of three different uh, manufacturers just just mm-hmm. you know just because getting you start you learn and you figure out what you need and what you want and what's yeah. good and, and the, the cool thing about our business is technology changes so fast and, That's and right. so you're you you know I, I really fell in love with leases because I could I could move with the technology and not Absolutely. be stuck in a rut you know so to speak because uh, mowers can get old and, and, um, you know, sort of outdated pretty quick. And mm-hmm. and I imagine you guys are constantly tweaking what you're doing, but. All right, Jeb, we're back up, man. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties there. We had a little glitch. I don't know. It's the first time it's happened, but you know, Hey, it is what it is in these crazy times. And, uh, so we're yeah. back rolling. We were talking about the technology and the changes and kind of, um, got a little bit lost in there. And maybe the technology <laughs> said I've had enough you guys. And so, but yeah, yeah. you know, um, finish your thought kind of there out if you had one or anything, but, uh, we were, uh, yeah,
1: I, re- I remember you, uh, uh, like equipment and how, how things are changing. And, you yeah. know, as, as, as much as we don't want to change the equipment cause it's working. Um, you know that's good in one aspect, but the other aspect is, you know, when when people come by and see you at the show, well, it's a, it's kind of the same old Vertadrain, uh neck, you know, and then they keep walking to the next booth. So, yeah. so, uh, so, so we do have to change it a little bit from time to time, just to uh, uh, just you know, people want the newest and latest thing, and yeah. uh, um, so it's kind of a catch twenty uh, two in that form. So, uh, so it's a fine line to walk. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the equipment world.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's just one of those things that, as you know, I I feel, and you probably feel this way too, and I and it's kind of the norm, is, is a lot of what we get in our industry stems from the agricultural side of things and how they're kind of doing things. So we get a little bit of uh, a, a change here, a change there. And so it's neat to see how that technology comes from that side of the business over to what we're trying to do because in in the end we're all just you know glorified farmers anyways I, I, mm-hmm. and and so um you know the little bitty changes and the nuances as technology grows i mean we're in we're 2020 now i mean when i first started it was it's hard to imagine the the equipment and some of the things that that uh, we were using just 20 years ago 23rd 20 oh, 25 years ago so um i'm i'm loving the technology i'm a it didn't look like it because I had a uh, technical difficulties, but I'm I've gotten to where I'm you know really and dive into the technology side of things and and um, and really think that's the future of what we're doing, uh, whether it be from GPS or or how you know autonomous oper- operational uh, uh, equipment and things like that. So um, you know it's just exciting for me to see where the future goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Do you? Um, so you were, we were talking kind of as we were offline and, um, you know, uh, you listened to the podcast where it kind of got flipped on and we was talking about doing some, uh, uh, you know, self-help and reading and stuff like that. Talk, talk a little bit about what that, uh, what spoke to you there and, uh, what you, um, uh, what you heard.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think one day I was at a gas pump and I think the first podcast, uh, one of the first ones I've, I've I ever listened to, I, somehow I came across Jocko Willink when he first started, yeah. uh, and, uh, and listened to that first podcast and, and his get pretty long and, and, but they're, they're, they're good podcasts and, um, uh, um, they're, they're uplifting and, you know, they talk a lot about extreme ownership. And in fact, he's, he and another guy, his partner, you know, they've, you know, ex Navy SEALs have started a company and they've written a couple of books, extreme ownership and then uh, and then the, the, the dichotomy of leadership. Yeah, and, uh, there's kind of two sides to the coin. And, uh, you know, I, what it does for me, probably not as much as what it would do to someone that that is managing people, because uh, um, that's where, you know, the, those things are based off of uh, from, um, you know, leading a lot of people and, uh, and helping out with that. Yeah. And, um, I wish I had read it before. So usually if I come across like a young assistant uh, or a superintendent and, 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 you know, I'll ask if they read books and if they say, yeah, I'll look, if you get a chance, take a look at, at these. And, yeah. um, and I think they're easy reads and I think they're highly applicable to, to anybody managing people. Yeah. And, uh, um, so, so that, that that was a pretty cool find there. Just uh, sitting at a gas pump,
0: yeah,
1: looking one, for a podcast.
0: One of the things that I've learned, and it's taken me forties, you know, I mean, the better part of the later part of my life to learn, is is that if you don't continue to improve and like gain more knowledge and understanding about just things and and, and how things operate, you know, reading. And educating yourself, um, getting as much information as you can in a lot of different ways to better make you a you know um, uh, a business person, a friend, you know, a partner, whatever the case might be, and also just kind of be more um, you know, just have have the knowledge to do the things better in life, and that's what I kind of do. I learned that late, too late, I, and so I've tried to pass on to my kids and say, hey, you know. Nobody told me this stuff when I was your age and I wish that I would have because it's just a different time we have access to like you said podcasts are great and you can get the same information from five different people but it's delivered mm-hmm. in five different ways it's like how do you want it how do you want your information delivered do you want it in your yeah. face do you want it subtle do you want it kind of you know spelled out for you and in, in detail and you know you can take notes you know it's how do you what what finally sinks in for you because um as I've gotten to be a podcast host, and as I've, you know, podcasts that I started listening to created that sort of mentality for me, that's what I want to do. I want to take what I've learned. Not only through work and experience, but also the knowledge and stuff that I've learned through what I've listened to, and just pass that along in our in our industry to help guys like you, to help guys like uh, past guests, anybody that I can just offer them one little thing, or that the guest offers somebody else. That's that really to me is where I feel like um, if this thing ever does get rolling that, that I, I feel like that's going to be the thing that t- sort of separates me apart because it's not just talking shop and all that. I love that. And I want people to learn from that, but I also want people to learn from you, what you've experienced mm-hmm. or what you can offer someone. Cause like I said earlier, I think everybody has a story to tell. I mean, my, my story is, you know, just one of like everybody else, you know, you go through life and you have ups and downs and, and, um, you know, you have down, uh, you have heartbreak and, you know, difficulties and work and whatever. And, and, um, you know, and hopefully along the way I can help someone who's ever been through that and trying to rebound and, you know, and the, the, the making the turn concept is kind of like, Hey, it doesn't really matter what happened on the front nine of life. Let's, let's make sure that we work hard to, you know, finish strong and, and, uh, have a good back nine. So that's kind of where that came from. If you've never really ever heard that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's true in so many ways. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a big sports fan, so it's tough right now because there's nothing on the TV to watch, but I mean, you, you, football games, basketball, baseball, any, any game out there, sport life, all it's, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and the, the big thing is it's never, it's never too late to, to start anything, uh, for the most part. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but technology and and as we move forward, you know, like any muscle, uh, if if you don't continue to work it, it just atrophies. and you know the same with your brain and anything else if if you're not if you're not growing, uh, then you're kind of you're kind of dying yeah. and so uh, I know everybody's heard that, but it, it it's it's true, and so so many different fashions
0: yeah outside of making the turn which i know is your favorite mm-hmm. podcast what are some that you that you would recommend or listen to you got a couple of favorites
1: uh i do listen to the jocko the jo- the jocko willing podcast a little bit yeah. um those are ones where if you're having a bad day you listen to that one and it, it just uh it's not i mean it's just real stuff uh and and you know the kind of the the evil of the world yeah. that's really out there that he's experienced—that's uh, a good one. Uh, I do listen to some Joe Rogan podcasts every now and then, but I don't—I don't really connect with a lot of his guests. Yeah. But every now and then, there's some that that are good.
0: Um, that Elon Musk one, the Elon Musk I, one. That, oh yeah. my gosh, that yeah, guy! That I, guy's I on another. That, that guy's on another level of intelligence that I have nothing. to, I don't know anything about. I want to yeah. get there one day, but yeah, he's a yeah. good one.
1: I, I'll listen to that one. Yep. Um, uh, and then uh, there's a couple of different sales podcasts that I listen to. And then w- a, one funny one is uh, well, it's not funny, but uh, it's a the neg- negotiation ninja podcast, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And it's just about negotiating, which nothing really about selling, but, but even even the concepts of negotiating is, is you, you know you help people get what they want yeah. and you just kind of meet them where they are first. And and then you 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 go from there. Yeah. And, um, so that that one's kind of a neat one. Um, uh, in a nutshell, that uh, that's kind of it. Um, you know, not, I just kind of find one and stick to it, um, and listen to them from there. But uh, yeah, that, that's it right now.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit of a junkie. I've got I think my library of podcasts is somewhere in the neighborhood of about 30 different ones. And they're, they mm-hmm. span a lot of different, you know, industries and topics and discussions. And, and, uh, I just, I mean, I, I've i got, I felt, I'm I've fallen back in love with music. I got away from listening to just, I mean, I was just kind of like every time I was in the truck listening to music or every time I was going somewhere or riding mm-hmm. a mower, I was listening to music. But then when I found podcasts, I was like, well, this is, this is more, uh, I can absorb this. I can kind of multitask and I can pick up on little things, but I can still stay focused on what I'm trying to accomplish. And, uh, it just became an Avenue for me. And so, um, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy the, I, I mean, I've given out a bunch of lists of podcasts that I listen to, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think that's a great way to, you know, um, digest content and, um, you know, um, it's, it's yeah i I honestly believe I think it's only going to get bigger uh, in terms of how yeah. we you know and and it's back to audio I mean I the video part of it the component of it I get people want to sit down and maybe watch a video and kind of watch somebody but who's got that kind of time to to really yeah. do that you know and sit there and because you really have to focus on the video instead of you know actually just listening to it and and sort of talking through it so yeah. I, I I enjoy it. And I think, you know, I think people that are in our industry are starting to gravitate towards that. Uh, you can see it in the growth of my podcast and some of the others, but you can also tell that, um, you know, that's the kind of the wave of how we're getting our information. And uh, I, I think anybody that's out there that's listening or has listened to these has known that, you know, Hey, these are types of things you probably need to be doing if you want to try to Improve your leadership qualities, your you know uh, management skills, or just in general on a day to day basis. I'm, and I'm just, yeah, I agree. I'm hijacking this podcast trying to no. <laughs>
1: yeah. And what was funny about some podcasts is I find I'd say most of the podcasts that I do listen to, which is just a few of them, uh, most of them I find listening to other ones. Yeah. Um. You know, and 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 even there's been even a few books. Uh, and other folks that I follow that I've heard from, from the Jocko podcast or, or any of the other podcasts I've listened to. So, um, and it's just, it's their way of getting, getting theirself out there. Um, and, uh, uh, and it's, and it's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good way to find information and, and, and entertainment, yeah. uh, just kind of in, in some very hidden areas that, uh, people out there just trying to get their name
0: out yeah and i mean you know it it, there's such there's such a wealth of information these days and you can get it from social media or whatever and and a lot of times you know you don't really necessarily know what you're supposed to pay attention to or listen to and it's good to hear actually from people that you might know or you can relate to or whatever that's giving you the information straight to a host or even just maybe if they're just talking by themselves. And I think, you know, we, we've probably beat this horse to death, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I love the podcast format and I think, you know, for you to come on and kind of talk your talk and give your story and, and, and it's just going to be one of those, and it lives forever. You know, it's there for people to absorb and to rebrand and promote. And, and I I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. I agree. What, um, so what are some of the things that we – like you we touched on it earlier about breaking into particular markets. What is one thing – because this is going to get blasted in middle Tennessee more than most. I mean, it gets blasted all over. But what are some of the things you could – you know, we can do or help out with you guys as far as getting the word out, getting, you know, a little bit more traction in this area?
1: um you know i'm i'm just trying to break in that area it just seems to me there's um in in nashville i think uh the superintendent age is a little it seems like it's a little higher there and um and you know i get it and those guys have been working with with the guys they've been working with for a long time and that's who they're going to work with and and that's okay um um but uh it's just it's uh, just, uh, slowly being persistent and getting the name out there and kind of what we do and specialize in, and, and that's the, the, the specialized turf equipment. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I, you know, working with, with pure green, they've got a couple of pieces of our machines, uh, with the, with the sand master and the verted And I know they're doing some work with those pieces Yep, and that, that, that's going to help. Uh, and, um but uh it it's just uh i'll have nathan persistent.
0: i'll have nathan on here at some point
1: good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll he'll, be some, he'll be a good one. i like
0: having business owners and people that are kind of different um and i've i've gotten to know him and we talked a bunch um way back but uh i i've I, i've mentioned him coming on before and so i'll, yeah. I'll it, it'll happen eventually good
1: good he'll, he'll be a good one yeah um but it's uh it's just uh, just going to have to be persistent boots on the ground in the area yeah. um, and, and get there a little more often than I've been. But uh, it's one of those where, you know, you cover such a big area, uh, you just kind of go with the flow and, yeah. and ride the waves. And, and, you know, the past couple of years it's, it's been in other areas, but uh, eventually eventually, it'll be in that one too.
0: So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, what do you like to do for fun?
1: uh you know i i, I like to fish yeah. uh i like to do that did a little bit of that this weekend uh bass fish the crappie um that i like to do that i like to hunt um i'm kind of just now well not just now but within the past couple of years kind of just getting back into that because once i finished school you know moved moved here to birmingham the first time yeah and, and uh you know just worked the, the whole time and just trying to figure out my way uh in life and, huh. and kind of got away from 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 hunting and fishing and a lot and now that i'm i'm in this role uh, i've been able to, to do that a little more right and so i like to do those i like i've got a black lab you know he's, he'll be three uh here in a couple of months so I, I do a lot of work with him uh not nothing specific just mainly uh I just want an obedient lab. I, sometimes I think I failed at that because he still <laughs> he still likes to jump. For sure. And um, but uh, and then I'm a big do-it-yourselfer. Uh, th- you know this the the coronavirus has uh, kind of pushed me to expand uh, on on our deck out behind the house. Right. So I've never built a deck before, but yeah. uh, watched a couple of YouTube videos and and, uh, and and found the code for an outdoor structure uh, for the state of Alabama and, and made sure that, uh, I was kind of within those regulations. I don't know if, uh, if I was supposed to do anything else, but, uh, I did it and it, it was a lot of work for one person, but, uh, got it done. Um, so, and then, uh, and then, and then, uh, I guess here in July, mid July, things will change even more. We've, we've got, uh, we my wife and I are expecting a, a baby, yeah. uh, so uh, that'll be our first one. So
2: well, kind of looking forward
1: to that too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so so things just keep changing um, for the good. Yeah, i um, very very blessed, but uh, um, but yeah, just just staying busy, yeah. uh, reading books, uh, you know, and some of the downtime and, and listening to podcasts on driving. Just just trying to just continue to get better yep. uh, each and every day.
0: I see your Mississippi state flag over there being in Alabama and hadn't, you hadn't gotten absorbed into the crimson tide or Auburn field yet. Have you?
1: Well, that's a funny (laughs) story because uh, I grew up an Alabama fan. Uh, My dad uh, grew up in Montgomery, which is really mostly Auburn uh, area. But, uh, but he had a, uh, he had a cousin or a relative, somebody that, uh, that played for, for bear Bryant. So, if you know, if I go back and uh, look at my baby pictures, I've got Alabama stuff on, and yeah. and and all through college, I still I pulled for Alabama. It's still, and um, my 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 buddies gave me crap about it, and uh, and then once I graduated, it's like a, a switch flipped, and I uh, became a little bit more of a Mississippi State fan. Yeah, and uh, but still, I do I do follow Alabama football. I, I like them. I've read a lot of Nick Saban books. Um, I can I can. Uh, when I was probably a truer Alabama fan, you know, I I remember watching the the 1992 uh, uh, national championship against Miami and can name a lot of those players. Right, And, uh, uh, so, so I do, uh, that was kind of another funny thing when I heard you, you're you're an Alabama fan. I kind of am too, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm more Mississippi State fan now uh, since I've I've gone there. and, And, uh, but, uh, um,
0: I've had yeah, a few. So. I've had a few Mississippi State guys on here. I don't know how that works yeah. out. I guess. I mean, it's just. Uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, Mississippi State's yeah. big in our industry, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get over. I um, this now that I can do video, I, I think I'm going to be able to do it a little bit easier, but. Memphis mm-hmm. is an area that I haven't, in terms of Tennessee, that I really haven't explored much, and I know a lot of those mm-hmm. guys over there. But I, um, I'm trying to get over there, and there's a bunch of Mississippi State guys over there that I want to get. There on is, steps, there so. is, yeah. So we'll we'll make that happen. But uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I want to. Uh, I know I want to get out of here. I thought we, you know, I've got um I appreciate you being on and and doing this. Sorry for the technical difficulties that shut us down for a sure. few minutes, but uh before we do um tell everybody where they can find you, how to get a hold of you, your social media, all that. I want to push that out and uh be sure that uh, everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Sure. Uh well, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh Twitter
1: handle is is jeb Browder 0809. Um and then uh email address obviously jeb at redexum dot com. um so uh you know i don't have like a facebook business page because yeah. i i think that what i do is kind of part of who i am i do like sure. soils and turf and, and equipment so yeah i kind of share that along there too uh, instagram i don't do too much on there um you know just mainly uh people that i know but definitely facebook and twitter i spend a lot of time uh kind of watching things and yeah. see how they materialize over that so
0: are you able to do um social media like and maybe you do this and i just i don't mm-hmm. pay attention so forgive me but like when you're demoing like put videos and things like that talk about the equipment and use that as sort of an advertising piece for you do you do that
1: absolutely absolutely yeah. uh, um we do that a lot and i'm more so uh you know, send all all of my content back to, to our marketing person and, and, and they, and they put it on their website because they're obviously going to have more followers than I do. And then I kind of share and retweet from, from there um, just to, just to help grow the brand and get it out there. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people uh, see things for the first time on Facebook or Twitter. Yep. So a lot of information on those two platforms.
0: There's a lot. There's a lot to be said yeah. for that. Those platforms and the and the growth that it continues to have, and I think in our business that you can see it. You can just see it kind of building. There's a lot of people sure. doing that and using that, and it's getting the information out there. So I, I, yeah, yeah I think it's a good way to do that. Yeah. When you uh, you, we, you you up in uh, Nashville anytime soon? Uh,
1: as of right now, I don't I don't have anything planned, but I, I do need to spend some time in that area yeah. and get a little more familiar um with with those guys uh because if i don't do that i there's really nothing i can expect sure um until i spend some some good time up there and and meet the guys but uh you know with all the meetings you know the the golf course superintendent meetings being canceled for the unforeseen future that's going to be a little difficult too
2: yeah
1: um but uh but um but yeah that's definitely i mean nashville is only about three hour drive for me sure uh it's definitely a place I can get to quickly. Um, just, just got to get there.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I, I anticipate this being helpful for people getting to know you a little bit, uh, sure. more, and also maybe opening the door to some people, uh, that, you know, would be willing to reach when you reach out to them, to, mm-hmm. you know, talk about you and, and, or have you come by. So hopefully that helps if it helped, if it helps you get in one door that, that's better than, than I could, you know, hopefully, um, uh, that helps you, you know, in any way possible. But at the same time, Absolutely. you know, I just, I appreciate your time and we'll do what we can to try to get you, uh, your foot in the door. And, uh, you know, I still do some stuff and I'll, I'll uh, whenever there's opportunities that come up for golf courses that I'm speaking to, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk about what you got. And maybe if there's a way that you can help, uh, we'll, we'll get you in there.
1: Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And I look forward to meeting you in person uh, as well.
0: Yeah, if, uh, if if anything, if you come through, we'll have lunch and get together, yeah. and we'll 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 sit down and chat a little bit more about about that. So,
1: sure, sure.
0: Well, man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, have a good rest of the week, and uh, I guess a holiday weekend coming up. So, um, mm-hmm. thanks again, and uh, you know, we'll 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 do this again soon. We'll follow up with you and down the road, and appreciate you listening and all that good stuff.
1: Look forward
0: to it, BJ. All right, Jeb, I appreciate it. That's uh, Jeb Browder with uh, Redexum, the senior uh, senior Southeast Territory Manager, and uh, appreciate him coming on. And uh, until next time, I will talk to you soon.